Hey, what's up? I'm Joel Madden. This is Artist Friendly from Alternative Press. And today, I'm talking to Leah Kate. No bad times, I don't want no bad, bad. So you had a green room full of people. I did. It at was Chase Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 50 people. And to... why do you want to forget it? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want to forget it. Well, right. sometimes I want to forget the whole tour, but it was so much fun. Why would I want to forget it? It was great. Just, yeah, you know, couple, I mean, that couple. tour was great, but it was also tough for you because you were going through all the like online stuff. Not not to say you even want to talk about this because I know you don't harp on it, but like I always think when I think about that tour, one, I think like it takes a special artist to open and play in front of um, Chase Atlantic because they just have such a very special, like their fans are very much just they want to see Chase Atlantic and they now I think they're super cool and I think that you did well on that tour but there was that there was that element of like a few fans at every show were like do were like basically attacking you on TikTok and just like being it was not cool and not to open the conversation with oh let's open it this conversation you know <laughs> like. A, a great catch up would be like, hey Leah, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Good to see you. Haven't been, see haven't you. seen you in a little while, mm-hmm. but here we are. Um, I know how that feels. I think you handle yourself in a world that I don't think I would handle myself. I would just go off. I would just shut down all my socials, and I would just go fuck all you guys. I'm out. I think every artist deals with this. Mm-hmm. Um. But you were dealing with it in real time on a tour that I was on. So I like I was there experiencing it in um and I thought, you know, in that little moment, I think you handled it really well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think for a week I was like, what is going on? And I was definitely like shook for yeah. a week. I was like, because <laughs> I was coming off of the Madison Beer tour where mm-hmm. it was the actual opposite. Yeah, the opposite. Like polar opposite. People we're throwing presents and love letters and it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> the opposite. Like yeah. chanting my name before every time I went on stage. Um, and when I got offered this tour, I was like, oh, Chase Atlantic is so sick. I'm yeah, so down. But they're the best. I remember being like, I don't know if this is the right fit for like a tour. I yeah. don't know if like their fans will, which it was, I think it was a good fit. And I think was, it was too. So do I. I think like the five to 10 people in the crowd every night thought, would do the the videos, um, you know, whatever. Like yeah. I don't even think that it was personal when I think about them just wanting to get likes on their videos. Yeah, it was like how to go viral. Because, it was like a hashtag oh, yeah. that they were trying to use to get likes. Each video got 20 million views. Like, right, You right. went not just like viral when you did this, you went mega viral. So like, they were kind of using you to yeah. have a viral moment. Mm-hmm. It really was kind of an empty thing. That's why it didn't stick. That being said, you, I thought, handled it really well. Better than me. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 God, I don't do well with that stuff. I had to get in on the joke, you know? I was like, yeah. I'm not just going to sit here and let you guys make these videos. I'm going to do it with you. And so, yeah, I put up my phone and put up the calculator app during my song, Fuck You Anthem, <laughs> every night. And I remember the first night, it was like an iconic moment. Um, Mm -hmm. it was crazy. Like everyone definitely freaked out. Um, and we were like, that was too good. We have to do it every single show. Um, so just getting in on the joke, it was, it was funny and it it was great. (laughs) 
your music is kind of like confrontational. Yeah. What do you think it is that um <clears throat> what do you think it is that like I, I notice about your songs, like they really speak to someone who's maybe just been in some bad like maybe been hurt by some people, been in mm -hmm. some bad relationships or not ideal. Um, mm -hmm. You really good at writing those songs. Thank you. What is that? <laughs> I think like when you just said your music's very confrontational, like growing up, I was the most shy person ever. Like I could not speak in class. I had so much anxiety, like raising my hand was my biggest fear. Like I couldn't talk. I couldn't people would come up to me and be like say your name and I'd be like Leah and they'd yeah. be like no scream it like people wanted to hear me make noise and yeah. I like was so just like I don't know I think I just had crippling anxiety and like mm -hmm. couldn't talk like I never wanted anyone to hear what I had to say I was very like just reserved and shy and scared and so um I think a part of my music being so confrontational now is that like I don't really have that fear anymore mm. or I've like overcome it um like performing used to be my worst nightmare. Mm. I was like, I want to make music and like write songs, but I'm just going to do it from the studio and like not perform live. Mm. Like I was so scared of anything, being in front of people, talking to people, talking in front of people. Um, so I think now. I'm but like, maybe that's a, maybe that's like a strength though. Yeah. Like maybe like being slow to warm up. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I look at it. Yeah. I look at it as not shy i look at i mean there's i'm shy mm -hmm. if you if you for all intents and purposes but then i, I kind of go like am i shy because mm -hmm. like i can get on stage the right situation mm -hmm. and not be shy yeah but i was the same in school i was categorized by other people as shy and and maybe even beyond that like i, I struggled with learning and stuff so it was like all these things they would define us as mm -hmm. like, like actually I was just a highly creative person who was super thoughtful and mm -hmm. waited. I yeah. was slow to warm up. I always say that like, cause, cause I think like then I get warm and I'm, and then I get hot Yeah, and then I, I'm doing stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think that like I found you from my experience of you to be still kind of reserved my experience of you is you have really good ideas and you share really relevant things when you connect, you know, when we talk. Mm -hmm. I think that you would be the person who would fill the space before you'd make the other person feel obligated to fill the space. But whose job is it to fill the space? You, like me, probably are going to fill that space with an, to make someone feel comfortable. For sure. But it's not your job. Mm -hmm. Is that weird? Mm -hmm. No, I'm totally with you. And I do do that. I've thought around on this because mm -hmm. I think we're similar in that way. Mm -hmm. Part of what makes you special is who you were as a kid. Because mm -hmm. I think that's the most perfect version of us is like when we're kids. Yeah. And if it means we're like quiet, thoughtful, mm -hmm. slow to warm up, mm -hmm. like maybe there's a lot of power in that. And then oh. we're told by the world that that's shy. Yeah. And that we should speak up, mm -hmm. yell your name. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or like get kicked out of school and go somewhere for like kids with special needs. Huh, with three yeah. people in the classroom. Yes. Because you can't focus because you care about other things. Yeah. So we're going to pull you out of school. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And a, I'll bet you a lot of artists have that same experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I went to like so many schools because everyone was like, no. <laughs> so so you didn't, you didn't uh, do well in school 
I hated school. I, yeah. I would like leave the class and go to the computer lab and mm -hmm. just like mess around and do what I liked. And everyone like the school, like psychiatrist, everyone was like, Leah's not going to make it to like wow. to high school math. Like she, her brain just like, yeah. I don't know. She's not Me too. built for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like my whole family against my dad. Everyone was like, we need to bring her to like a school for kids with special needs. There's two people per classroom. She'll get like this special attention. Like Leah needs so much help. She can't get through school. She's not. What'd your dad say? My dad was like, absolutely not. We're going to put her in the like most academic hardest middle school ever where she has to like rise above it and like you know do what everyone else is doing like we're gonna put her in like like the it's called the school called curtis which is like the hard oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know i've what heard I mean? of that school yeah that's, that's um, tough school it's definitely tough it was like little, super academic like yeah. test this that um and my dad the was perfect like, little humans yeah right yeah. we're gonna take this little girl who hates school can't do school put her in the hardest school possible yeah. and force her to do it because i know she can and did they yeah they did and, and, how'd I, you do? and I did so well you did yeah because i i wanted to go to this one like high school and i i knew i needed to like get fine so you grades did good get in. i did good I rose above and I, I did it. When I want something, I can like put my mind to it and do it. I just didn't want to do school. I was like, yeah. this is so unnecessary. I hate this. Why should I do it? And everyone was so worried. And my dad, I think, had to buy my mom some diamond to get her to shut up and let, oh, wow. <laughs> let him Good. do what Good. he wanted. It was, you know, everyone. It was, it was like a family war. And my dad talks about it to this day. Um, and yeah, so. Do you think you got a... Uh like what did did you do you think you got something really good out of that experience? Did you realize that you have kind of like a killer instinct or ability to focus and get what you want no matter how much you care or don't care about maybe the work is not so interesting but you know the result of what you want is you know. Mhm. Mm I think <clears throat> what I learned is if I put my mind to something, I can do it. And I'm not like everyone made me feel like I was incapable right and like leah can't do this leah can't do that leah has problems she has learning disabilities and i think that like definitely affected me i was like oh i have all these things wrong with me like i can't do anything um and then like something about knowing that you can but you never believed it i feel like i don't think i did yeah i definitely didn't i was like right. i'll be fine one day i'm just not there yet yeah you strike me as someone who has their mind set on something yeah I was yeah. just like, I'm just going to like do music one day. So I don't need this education. I'm just going to write my songs. And everyone. you're definitely, <laughs> I got to say, you are definitely one of <laughs> the best songwriters Thank I have you. ever encountered. Oh my God. That's so sweet. I'm telling you, anyone out there that's listening, that's uh, a professional in our industry. <laughs> um, it's funny, like we're all artists and we're all making art and um, it is a real job. Mm -hmm. And it is a real career path mm -hmm. and you can really actually have a career in this in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've had a very kind of multifaceted career over the last 20, I don't know how long is it, is like 25, 26 years. I've been an artist and I've been a songwriter and a producer. I've been all these, you know, we have a music company now, a management company. We have all the, all the, all these uh, different paths inside of this career. And so in order to succeed, though, you have to have what, in my opinion, you have to have talent 
And then you, with that talent, you have to have a work ethic that keeps you showing up in, in a consistent way. And over time, if you're consistent, you'll have success, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see fruits from that. You write some of the best songs I've heard wow. and, and you find the sauce with whoever you're working with. You know, when you, you, there's a, something about instinct with songwriters. We know who our partner should be. Mm-hmm. So we know when we work with a great producer who brings the best out in us as a top liner, mm-hmm. uh, we start doing it with them. We're hitting the ball well with them. You, you, you find different creative partners. It's the fun part because you can try on a few pairs of shoes and they don't fit right, but then mm-hmm. you find one that really, you guys just, you guys are just perfect together. Um, and that's a really good feeling. Do you play instruments as well? Yeah, but not really live. Right. Because I'm just not good enough. But when but, you write? Yeah, like I can play guitar and piano, okay. but I'm not like a, a live player right. yet. It's yeah, like I'm a not goal, either. but not not there yet. I'm not either. Okay. So I'm not there yet either. Okay. And cool. I'm <laughs> like pretty far down the road to be there. But <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm not good live. <laughs> I play piano, play guitar, play all <laughs> yeah. of it, but like live, live. No, no, I have zero confidence. Mm-hmm. Zero. I'll start stuttering and my yeah. fingers <laughs> can't work. My fingers aren't working <laughs> trying to play the piano live. I'll sit at home and jam on the piano and then someone <laughs> will come in the room and I'll be like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I just have to say that I, I, I don't know. I think you are absolutely one of the best songwriters I've encountered in the last 10 years. Wow. Thank you. You, Every song is a jam. I love writing a good jam. Yeah. I live for a good concept. Yeah. Like all day, every day, I'm just constantly like writing stupid things down in my notes. And like occasionally one is a great one. And I'm like, oh, let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I started... I don't think I knew I was a songwriter when I was really young, like five, six, seven. I was like, I want to be a singer. I would like see these pop stars on TV with Mm -hmm. like 1-800 commercials. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And then my brother was a producer just on like garage band at the time. Mm -hmm. And I would just like go in and freestyle like a whole song and be like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. So I just started like freestyling. That's how I started. That's how I write. It's kind of like the way to, like, I find that my best ideas come when I'm just like, all right, give me the mic. Um, so it's kind of how I started. I was like, oh, these aren't so bad. I'm just spitballing stupid shit and some of it's actually okay. And then I like learned, oh, I like writing songs. Yeah. I don't think I knew that though. Cause when I was like really young, I would reach out to like, I'd find like the producers behind Katy Perry, like yep. Fergie, like all. You remind me <laughs> a lot of Katy. Of really? how, yeah, her, her, her. She is an incredibly talented songwriter. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. she's also a great performer and singer. Like you, you're you're a great performer. You're a great singer live. But not everyone who can perform and sing live can write writes great songs and like really come up with like a plus concepts and and finish them right. Mm-hmm. You can, right? Um, Katie's a lot like that. She, she's a super talented performer, but she's a killer songwriter. Yeah, I bet. You know, first time I ever met her, saw her, on, was on Warp Tour, early 2000s. She was, like, carrying around an acoustic guitar and, like, like she was a – she is a the real deal, like, musician, songwriter, writing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's at heart a songwriter. Yeah. She understands songs. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about myself, whether I'm a good musician or not, like – I'm a I'm a songwriter. I think in terms of songs. Mm-hmm. I always hear a chorus or a lyric, or I even speak sometimes lyrically. Mm-hmm. I don't write anything down. Mm-hmm. 
I freestyle everything when I write songs. The good stuff, I always say the good stuff will stick and I'll remember it. And mm-hmm. if I don't, it wasn't good it enough. It wasn't good. <laughs> um, and I also kind of had to learn how to accept that my process was my process and that I shouldn't try to learn someone else's process. Because mm-hmm. I would go into some of these rooms and everyone was so serious and they were like, they had, they seemed like they had such a method and a mm-hmm. process and they were writing things down and they were like, whatever. And I was like, when I started going down that road of trying to get more serious, mm-hmm. I fucked myself up. When I got back to just being me and I was like, nah, I'll just go in on the mic. Let me just, mm-hmm. let me just spit some and see if something good comes out. Yeah. When all the good shit always comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. It never comes out good when you're trying too hard or yeah. too serious. Find when you're being just the most honest, like having fun. And letting it flow out of you yeah. for whatever reason you needed to write 10 things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And you need to get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. Whether it was from 10 years ago or 20 years ago or two years ago or two months ago. I needed to make that Someone (laughs) did something to you that like hurt you enough that you needed to make that list. Mm -hmm. And you did. And and that's a song that I I, I think everybody relates to actually. Right? Everyone can relate in some capacity to that. Yeah. I needed to write that list. Today's actually the one year birthday of the song so happy birthday congratulations 10 things i hate about you thank you yeah that was a your first platinum yes that's great yeah congratulations that's a huge accomplishment it's pretty crazy yeah it's really really insane that's awesome thank you huge accomplishment yeah i can't really believe that happened but yeah it's a great song thank you and and i am i am sure that you will have more yeah you're just that you're that person you write those songs Mm mm-hmm I love a good global smash. Would you write for other people? For sure. And that's like something I want to get into. Um, I haven't really been doing sessions for other people just because I've been really focused on my own music. But I want to start just like getting in with other artists, writing for them. You should. Yeah, I think it'll be like inspiring also. It gets kind of like I don't want to just write for me like every day. I think it'll cool to write for others i mean i have so many songs that are amazing that i'm like oh i probably wouldn't release this myself and i'm always thinking about who could you know release what but i want to like actively be writing with others you should absolutely do that i think you are too good to not like flex that at least a little bit thank you you know like 10 percent of your time or 20 percent of your time whatever Mm -hmm. I, i know you're you you're you're in your artist uh journey and that's like it doesn't just have to be one thing, though. Like, you should definitely write for other people. I think it's really, I, th- I think you will have a lot of success collaborating with other people. And by the way, the cool thing about these days when you write with other people is sometimes you stay on a song with someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like there's no rules to, especially when you're an artist, it's cool because, like, you, you never know where music is going to come out and how it's going to be, like, where it's going to take root in the world. Mm -hmm. And it might be with some other artist, or it might be you collaborating with an artist or it might be you, Mm -hmm. but like it starts to paint this, what I think is this really kind of like dynamic, diverse picture of like your catalog of songs. I would say you have to do that. hundred percent. That's on my list of things to do this year. Yeah. So are you hard on yourself? Very. Yeah. Really hard. Like, Are you a perfectionist? Oh my God. Yeah. Like even when at like when 10 things was at its peak, like top 15, I was still finding ways to be like, 
what I'm doing isn't good enough. Like it's not That's like crazy. a number one. Like I'm a flop. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like I always. I know that feeling though. Yeah. It's like I can never just like be like, wow. When Then when time, like I'll look back and be like, holy shit, that was so crazy. Like why did I not think that what was going on was amazing? Right. And I, I never think I'm like good enough in the moment, but I can like reflect when looking back and be like, oh my God, that show was incredible. But instead I'll be like, oh, I ruined that song. Like I sounded so bad. I like that's crazy. went off key. Like, oh my God, like I'll come off stage and be like, I, <laughs> I couldn't hear myself in that song. Like everyone knew I forgot a lyric and Jacob will be like, what are you talking about? No one knows no one anything. Even, like, yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah. I, I understand that though. And the concept of that is like in your head, mm-hmm. you're kind of living in a little world in your head. Like as an artist, you're not outside with us watching this. Like, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. It's cool. Like everyone's, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Totally. No one's picking it apart too, by the way. No everyone's one. just watching going, cool. This is yeah. Great. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, you can sing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to pick it apart. Yeah, but I do that. But do yeah. you think that that like critical voice in your head drives you, or do you think that like sometimes it hurts you? Mm, both. I think it definitely drives me. Like with ten things, I was like, not releasing a song if it's good. It has to be like amazing to the point where I think this is gonna like go great. Like I'm not. I was like, I'm not just gonna release a good song anymore. Like, I don't believe in good songs. It needs to be, like, spectacular. And you got a hit. Yeah. And then? And then I think... The critical voice comes in and says... Not not good enough. It's it's not a number one. It's not making it to number one. Like, all my collaborators on the song probably think this sucks. Like, it only went to top 15. That sucks. crazy. But now, now that I'm outside, I'm like, I had a top 15 song. Why did I not think that was good enough? I never had a number one song in America. I think top 15 was as (laughs) high as I got. That's great. (laughs) It's amazing. And now I can see that. But when I'm in it, I never see, I'm never like, wow, this is incredible. I'm just like, how can I do better? So I think it drives me and then it probably has to hurt me in some way because it's just like a little toxic. (laughs) I think... That critical voice we have is there to protect us sometimes, mm-hmm. but most of the time we don't need to be protected. Mm-hmm. I think like it's in like in our DNA, like our na- it's in our nature to like to avoid. I actually think it goes back to like being cavemen, mm-hmm. and like we were actually avoiding death from like bears and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's still in our DNA to like the anxiety we actually get is is like a, a mechanism there that's mm-hmm. been there a long time. Yeah. That we have to kind of update ourselves mm-hmm. and like take the pressure off of like the survival. Mm-hmm. Since we're not actually surviving, we're 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 actually thriving as yeah. a species, you know. Yeah. And you're thriving as a person. Mm-hmm. Part of the recipe of like the ingredient that probably drove you to that is exactly the thing, the reason why you can't be satisfied with it. Mm-hmm, the like life or death survival mode. Yeah, the, the need. If I don't have a hit, I'm going to die. The relentless, <laughs> the relentless pursuit. Mm-hmm, 100%. I have to as well. I'm mm-hmm. very, very like tenacious in some ways when it comes to like building things and trying to achieve things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to like, rem- I have had to train myself to compartmentalize that. Yeah. And contain my ambition to my tasks Mm -hmm. but then when I go home and I'm in my personal real life with my wife and my kids and like I have to find quiet to be content Mm -hmm. I have to contain 
because I won't be able to turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. And then I won't get any sleep. And then I'll wake up and be grumpy. And then it's a pattern. And yeah. then I'm like, no, you know, it's crazy when you have like ambition. Mm-hmm. You have to really be able to point it at things and shoot it. Yeah. And then go home and be like, okay, I'm good in this quiet space with these people who love me and I'm, I've got to be here with them and interact with them. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not careful, I'll be a million miles away. Wow. Yeah, I can't do that. It's really bad. I feel like I never like turn off right. and like go home. I'm always just like. Just go, your brain yeah. never stops. It never stops. How do you the sleep? The only time it stops is when I'm in a massage and have to like, but I'm still thinking about everything. I just get really good ideas, but I can't be on my phone or like doing anything. Right. But like when I'm in a massage, my hands are just like <laughs> Yeah, this, so you, is my that, head is, is that in a the hole. only time you're not on your phone is when you're in a massage? <laughs> like m- maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <Or> sleeping. <laughs> maybe you should do float therapy. Maybe. I'm know. fine with my 90 minute massages too though. Yeah, like that's I find good. it's like a form of meditation yeah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, you <laughs> fall asleep. I'll take like snore. Yeah, exactly. I fall asleep a lot. Um but I also will I'll grab my phone occasionally in the massage actually because I'll think of a really good song idea oh, in my massage and I have to write it down cuz I'll fall asleep and forget it. Right. So I will actually be on my phone during a massage, but like really okay. quick. My masseuse yeah. is like what is wrong with you? <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. How uh, much do you sleep every night? So I am kind of a grandma um, when it comes to sleep. I sleep a lot. I fall asleep really early, which is good. Like I'm not up all night being crazy. Right. My sleep is kind of normal. And I think what that's time do you what, go to bed usually? Like 10. Yeah. And then I wake up at five and like craziness starts at five. So I'm not mad at my Nicole like, goes to bed like she'll go to bed at nine if she can. Oh, okay, same. I love a nine o'clock yeah. bed time. Oh my God, my favorite. But 10 is usual. Like mm-hmm. 10 is pretty, pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. But still feels early to me. I go to bed around midnight-ish. Okay. 12.30. Okay. And then That's if I'm lucky, me. if I can turn my brain off, and then I get up around 6. Okay. So it's not a ton of sleep. Yeah, that's not. I should get more. I try to get six hours. Okay. That's not a lot. But, I cannot man. function on – like if I sleep six hours, I'm so tired. And then like my whole day is what, So you need eight? I do. What time do you wake up? so early like 6 a.m 5 5, 6 so i have to go to bed at 10 even if i go to bed at like 3 a.m i'm still up so how do you do late nights that's the thing i don't you don't do a lot of late nights that's why when you're talking about that music festival that i have to go to is that what you're really afraid of (laughs) i was wondering what that was like you want me to stay up till three in the morning i'm getting nervous (laughs) yeah i mean like on tour when I was headlining, yeah, like it was a later set. I'd probably be done at like 11 and then just like go to bed. I don't like going to bed after midnight. I don't really party a lot. I am I like my sleep. Yeah. Because it's- That's smart. Yeah. You live a long time. Yeah. I love sleeping. Sleep is key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really working on it. I promise. I, I, yeah, I don't know Six how. hours, not a lot. Yeah. It, I, and I've certainly have had times in my life where I got more sleep than others, mm-hmm. but I feel like I- I feel like I'm at this place in my life where I have a lot of things that I care about going on. And mm-hmm. when that when we're in process, it's really hard for me to turn my brain off because I'm always trying to analyze everything and make sure that I'm not missing something mm-hmm. and that I'm not letting anything fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And what I do, particularly at all of our companies, tends to be really like, brain heavy Mm -hmm. and then 
conversational, like I'm a relationship person. So I'm out in the world talking to people all the time. And, um, and I have these conversations and then I analyze them in my head. I find myself having these long inner conversations and analyzing like what I, what are the takeaways? Mm-hmm. Cause I always feel like every person I come in contact with is a new kind of like experience of life. Mm-hmm. They have their own experience. They have their ideas. And I always think there's something you can take away. Yeah. Some of it is really valuable information. And some of it is like, I really think that that's an example of like what I don't want to do or how I don't want to be or whatever. Like, I just mm-hmm. think that there's like, it's just like information, constant information. It makes my brain like just go. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to turn off. It's hard. A struggle I yeah. deal with. I think daily. it's ADD too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crazy. ADD. You have ADD. The worst. ADHD. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like. Well, you're creative, so makes yeah. me, I'm not surprised. The 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 I'm worst free. case of ADHD known to mankind. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the phone helps because you're like constantly yeah. like switching between things and keeps you yeah. mm-hmm. calm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Switch between a thousand things at once. How do you um? How do you make decisions? Mm, How do you deduct? I usually know what I want, but I'll opinion shop. <laughs> yeah, opinion shopping, right? I love the opinion shopping. And That's then, a good way of putting it. Yeah. I never heard that. <laughs> do the shopping from it's everyone. It's good to get perspective. Perspective. Love perspective. And then I just come back to what I wanted originally. Um, so I think like I can feel within what's like the right decision. Right. Always. Like I just listen to like what my gut is telling me. Um, But I love to ask around, get some perspectives and then decide. And then you feel good or do you, do you, do you constantly contemplate if you made the right decision or once you make a decision, do you just pull the trigger, bang, and you don't look back? I look back. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, if I did that, then would this have happened? Would that have happened? I don't look back. Yeah, right? It's bad. It's not... I just go forward once I make a decision. Yeah, that's what I should do. But... I don't know if you should. Maybe you're like... Maybe... I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying like that's what I do. No, I love that. I'm trying to channel that. I wonder sometimes if I should analyze the past more... You know, I guess I do... I was having this conversation last night with someone... I, and I overanalyze most things mm-hmm. all the time. How do I feel? I wonder mm-hmm. where that came from. I, and I certainly analyze like the past, my childhood. Mm-hmm. How did that affect me? Mm-hmm. What? How did my relationship with my dad, my mom? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's overanalyzing or not, but it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm like kind of like continually like deep in the work mm-hmm. of trying to figure out like what, how my brain works and how I process things. Because mm-hmm. I think that we're all trying to like clean up the messier parts of ourselves. Cause we all have them. Like there's well, for sure. We have like a messy part. Yes. It's the part I'm not super tight on, mm-hmm. but then I have these super tight parts that I present well as like, I do this and I do that. And I have my shit together and blah, blah, blah. And like, but I do think that we all have our like, 
the the things that we guaranteed. I think we all have the issues we need to work on, mm-hmm. and we don't want. I mean, we're not going to put our dirty laundry out there for everyone to look at all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, here's the mess. Mm-hmm. But like, we're all working on it, and I think that I'm just kind of always like analyzing the past that way. But when I make a decision on like, like if it's a work thing, or I yeah, I don't ever think back. I don't look back at all. Just go. It's almost like I forget that it was even a decision. I'm that there try was that. another option. I love that. I don't know if it's right though, but it's worth trying. It works for me. It's better than thinking back to three years ago when I did something and maybe if I did it differently, something else would have happened. It's just it's like a there's no going back. So it seems like a waste of energy, maybe. I I, I don't understand living with a lot of regret. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But maybe like someone who did something really bad mm-hmm. regrets. The best way to alleviate regret mm-hmm. is to be present now and get the most out of right now. Yeah. If I regret not spending time with my kids, mm-hmm. then spend time with them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. You That's know what I mean? That's the it. most immediate mm-hmm. to me the solve mm-hmm. of regret. Yeah. Is to is to get into now mm-hmm. and do what you regretted not doing. Do it now. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. I'll usually go back and forth like a thousand times before yeah. I decide. I noticed that we were talking about the festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like still not decided. From what I understand, is the decision you were making. I think you were solid. I think you were making like good points. You have a tour coming up. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out. You're trying to be zen. Actually, there's nothing more important than your tour. I think. I agree too. So nothing should fuck with that. Yeah. And like a late night for me. Yeah. And staying up all night will fuck with me. Yeah. Like I'll be tired for the full weekend when I can be like planning my set on Saturday and right. thinking through and rehearsing. I'll be tired and ordering a bagel to my bed. Yeah. That's what happens when I go out all night. And this would be kind you of You stay in bed? Oh, yeah. I'm just so tired. I'm yeah. like I'm very easily just like burnt out. And if I don't take care of myself and sleep, and I'm just, it really gets to me. I think there's a real clock, though. Yeah. Like, there's a nature clock, Mm -hmm. like, for optimal hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's something, like, between 9 and 11 Mm -hmm. and between, like, waking up between, like, 5 and Mm -hmm. 7 or 8. Yeah. I think that is, like, the optimal hours for some reason, like the sunset, sunrise. Yeah, it makes the most sense. Something like that. Yeah. I think Huberman was talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It makes it makes sense. Good. Yeah. I'm in that cycle. And if I get out of it, then I'm just so tired. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> And your tour and you're you're touring in Europe. Mm-hmm. Last time you were there with Madison Beer. Mm-hmm. She's really nice. She's the best. Yeah. Love her. She's yeah. so just down to earth and, and great. Um I toured with her last year and then I had my headline in Europe in the fall. Yep. Which was insane. Yep. So fun. And now I'm going back. For another headline. This, I'm opening for Haley Kiyoko. Oh, cool. Yeah. She's cool. She's cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you a fan of her music? Yeah. Cool. I think she's awesome. Cool. Love her. I have never met her, but we've talked online. Oh, good. Um, but I'm a fan of her and I'm I'm definitely excited. How did these tours come about? This, okay. DMs? So the Madison Beer Tour was actually like a long time in the making. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Years ago, I I was just like a fan of Madison and I really liked her music and 
I was looking for a manager and I reached out to her manager because I was like, oh, he does a great, I like what she's doing. Why not just like DM right. her manager? Yeah. And I DM'd Makes him. Sense. I was like, hey, I'm, I love what you're doing. Looking for management, would love to meet. And he was, he responded and he was like, let's meet. Cool. And I was like, oh, he wants to meet. And this was like, I maybe had one single out at the time. Mm-hmm. We meet and um, he wasn't really interested in like taking me on as a client, right. but I was grateful that he wanted to hear my music, give advice, Yeah, you know, and in my head, I was like, I would die to open for her. Like, I just feel like fandoms would be aligned and mm-hmm. the music is similar. Um, and I asked him, she was performing in New York once. And I was like, is there any way I could open the show? And he was like, I'll let you know. And it didn't work out. And then I like saw she announced her U.S. tour and I hit him up. And I was like, is there, is there any way this can happen? Um, and it didn't, nothing, nothing, it got close, but nothing really happened. And then I saw she announced her Europe tour and I was like, I will do anything to open for this tour. Mm-hmm. He didn't respond. And I followed up a week later. He didn't respond. I followed up like five times and I was like, Hey, following up once more. Um, I have this song like, you know, doing well. Uh, this was pre 10 things. I was like, is there any way I could be like, I could submit myself for this. He was like, send me a performance reel. And I was like, okay. So I spent like hours making this reel of like shows I had done. Oh, wow. And he was like, what's your manager's email? Um, and I connected them and he was like, hey, we'd love to like consider Leah for this tour, looping in her agent. Um, we'd love to have her for the Europe tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And it just like happened. But I feel like I've worked towards it for like four years. You definitely tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried. And That's then, good. And then I worked. I was really annoying. Super annoying. Yeah, but you, well, I, you know, listen, if you weren't good, it would maybe be annoying. Yeah. But usually when someone's good mm-hmm. and you realize they're good and it takes time sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I found like a lot of the bands that came knocking on our door that I'm a fan of, I just, everybody's living, it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Everyone's living their life, running through their thing. And I always try to tell artists like, don't take a, a, a non-response from someone. Mm-hmm as like an insult or rejection. Everybody is living their life and they do not give a fuck. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> until they do. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't you can't literally give a fuck until you do. Mm-hmm. And you can't fake it. Yeah. You can try to give people time, but you only have so much time. So you're just going to try your best. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely try to give everyone I can time if I can. Mm-hmm. But I miss, for sure, miss things. I have for sure miss things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's on me. Yeah. I've also learned like, I have to be careful because I'll get excited about something and I'll want to help. And then it, it, I have to be careful because it'll take me away from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know? can't do too much at once. Weird, yeah. yeah. You got to find a balance. Yeah, yeah. I always want to do way more than I can mentally handle, I feel me like. Me too. Which never is good. I want to help everyone. Yeah. I want every band to be big. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to – their dreams to come true. Mm-hmm. They have to do it though. Mm-hmm. I believe that your success comes solely from you. Definitely. And you build out a version of that success with people that you want to be like a team. It takes a village. It mm-hmm. does. But the drive is coming solely from you. If anyone has to give you the drive, mm-hmm. kiss it goodbye. Yeah. No, <laughs> it has to come from you. Got to come from you. Yeah. Especially now. You just you can't rely on other people to. You could have like the best team and they the can't world. dream for you though. Yeah, no, they can't. Mm-hmm. You gotta dream the dream. Yeah, you gotta dream it. You gotta do it. You have to. But you're doing it. that. 
Thank you. You're one. Of, you're you're a great example of someone who's like um, driven to succeed. Mm-hmm. And look, listen again. Like hit songs, great. You'll mm-hmm. ha- you'll have more hit songs. And and like I, I I guarantee you, likely it won't just be your hit song. It'll mm-hmm. be a hit song with someone else. You'll mm-hmm. you'll write for someone else. Mm-hmm. For sure. You're always going to want more. You're never going to get to an, another. You're, you'll have another hit. It won't be enough. You'll mm-hmm. have to keep. like you. But that's the drive. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. You have yeah. to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that will ever die in me. Yeah. I feel like it won't go anywhere. That It feels very much <laughs> within. It's, it's not dead yet. So. Do you think the need is personal? What do you mean? Is, is it personal? Like, do you feel like you're doing this to prove it to yourself? Yeah. Or do you feel like people in your mind, I'll tell you the honest truth mm-hmm. about me, is my in my mind, it wasn't early when I started in music mm-hmm. and still to this day, I guarantee it, even though I would try to say that this is not the case now, mm-hmm. I've always had a chip on my shoulder. I always felt like people underestimated me and made me feel like I, I didn't have the capacity or the ability or the smarts or the talent to do something special. Yeah. No, I can definitely relate to that. I yeah. think like I always never felt good enough or smart enough or, you know, uh, nothing enough. Um, growing up, I yeah, I never felt good enough. About do you think most artists feel that way? I think so. I mean, there Probably. has to be some kind of, yeah. I mean, now when I think about it, I definitely, there's a lot of people I want to like prove wrong, including like family that was like, don't go into music. Music should be a weekend hobby. Like you, right. don't, you don't do that for, for a living. Um, How would that work as a weekend hobby? It would not. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> we get way. together, we play uh, <laughs> yeah, jam. Me in the garage. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. The, the moment that like my career started, you know, actually becoming something was yeah. when I got fired from my like day job because what I could was actually, it was working for this like startup. It was like an app and okay. it was great because I didn't have to go into the office. It was remote. a remote job. Okay. So for me, that meant be in the studio and you know, write songs all day, but like do it on the side. Um, mm-hmm. And I got fired because they were like, this girl has songs coming out every Friday. Like we know she's not yeah, really focused not, on this. Yeah. She's not really doing it. Yeah, she's not doing shit. Yeah. Um, and then I got That's fired, <laughs> which was like, I was so upset because I was living in New York at the time and I needed a salary to stay there because it was so expensive mm-hmm. and no one was going to be giving me money to stay in New York. To New like, York's tough. Oh yeah, it's so tough. How do you live there? Oh God, I, I do not know. When I go there now, I'm like two days and out. Like get me out of here. It's hard. Oh, it's brutal. You don't get a lot of... Space for your money. You do not. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there um, and I was so sad because I got fired and I was like, I need to move back to my parents' house and just figure it out. Yeah, reset. <laughs> and my dad would call me and be like, what are you doing today? I'm getting lunch with my grandma. Like everyone wants to know what you're doing for, for your job and your career. And I'm like, I'm, I have a session. I'm writing a song. And my dad just like, no one understood it. They're like, you need to like get a real job and music. You should like, 100%. This is a real job. Yeah. I was like, this will be a real job. And I don't think anyone believed it until like last year that right. it was real. Um, everyone was like, oh, Leah and her music, whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, like I was never like the smart kid in class. I never felt like, oh, I'm like the cool kid in high school. I was, right. I always felt this like, oh, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I felt severe insecurities of not being good enough. So I yeah, think- Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think I'm always trying to prove people wrong, even though I don't realize it. Like maybe I'm 
just my whole chip career on the shoulder is, they say yeah mm-hmm. a little chip definitely i'm trying to prove everyone wrong even when i think about when i like tell my dad things i think you know i'm still trying to prove him wrong I'm yeah like, i just got a sink for a movie yeah <laughs> do you regret all those times he told me to go get a job <laughs> he's like no i was trying to protect you and i didn't yeah. get it mm-hmm. that's what he'd say yeah. i would say that too yeah. if my kid wanted to come out and go do something I argue with my kids all the time. Yeah. It's just what we do. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to, for whatever reason, I feel like they don't think that I know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I've been here for 44 years on this yeah. planet. Longer than that. I promise you, I'm not trying to fuck with your good time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give you information that is going to help you get there faster. Yeah. So listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> that being said... I don't think there is many career paths that I would not that I would say what I don't understand or what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But I do understand that like but there probably is though if I think about it. If my kid said, "Oh, I'm going to be I'm trying to think of something that I just don't understand because of my age." Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? If my kid said, "I'm going to be a YouTuber." Mm-hmm. I go no, you're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> but oh my god! But then I would have to let him do it because yeah. I know I would be wrong. Mm-hmm. I know it's just because I don't understand it. how that works. Yeah. Like, that so what do sense. you mean? You're just gonna like? What does that mean? You're gonna walk around with cameras all day, and then and they'd be like, "No, Dad, we we make videos." Like blah blah blah. Like they don't yeah. want to be YouTubers, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, if they did, I would have to support it. I'd have to be like. Yeah. I would probably go like, okay, give me a second. Let me Mm. go like research and learn what this means. And like, then I'll come back to you with hopefully uh, a strategy that I think could work. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can like, I can help you. Mm -hmm. But man, it would be hard for me to like, I think, accept something that is a real job. Yeah, real. But to me, it's not because Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. The same way they do. Yeah. But I know it's a real job. It's real. <laughs> I know like people do really well mm-hmm. and build lives making content. Yeah. It's just I'm an old guy. So when someone says I'm a content creator, I go, say <laughs> so you're on Instagram all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Cool. laughs> no, that's not actually what it is. They are actually making content and a lot of them will go on to become serious creatives. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're starting a series creatives, but I'm writing them off because they're calling themselves a YouTuber or a content creator or whatever. Mm-hmm. It does not mean they're not any less important or serious mm-hmm. than someone that's like, I'm an artiste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, do, what kind of art? Multimedia, <laughs> different mediums, yeah. all different mediums. And if we use different words, it sounds a lot more imp- important. Important. But if a kid goes, yeah, I'm a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I asked my nephew the other day, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he was like, I want to be a TikToker. Exactly. Like, okay. You'd be a TikToker then. But that's a, a real mm-hmm. it's a real job. job. Totally. We just, old people don't want to like acknowledge it. Yeah. I'm sure my dad would be like, you are not going to be not real. a TikToker. I mean, I would do that too. <laughs> that's why I'm saying yeah. I understand like if music is the version of that i understand because that's his youtuber yeah Yeah. like i would go that's that would be my version of telling my kid like 
what are you doing with your life? If they were like, I'm a TikToker. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to be a TikToker. I, I work too damn hard mm-hmm. for you to be, to call yourself a, <laughs> a TikToker. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's a real. Totally. But I got to accept it. I'm a TikToker. What if they now become TikTokers? What if I'm. I feel like we're going to jinx it and they're going to. No, gonna we're not. I'm not going to no. jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they'd be very good TikTokers. Oh, I'm sure. Be like mm-hmm. pro. Yeah. I think all star. Yeah. TikTokers. Yeah. I believe in them. Oh, me too. And I don't necessarily want them to be surgeons. No. No. You know? Mm-mm. If you could choose, what would you choose? A creative entrepreneurial business. Something mm-hmm. that is, there's room to uh, grow mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be perfect mm-hmm. i think that where they can really like learn how to build things mm-hmm. so like an entrepreneur but in some kind of creative okay you know whether it's music or art or okay. uh, fashion or you know but I, I definitely like for me personally i like being an entrepreneur is something that i like i feel like is it's very hard mm-hmm. but once you get it down mm-hmm. And you you spend enough time and enough years building out the foundation of your life and your business. Um, there's no other no other life for me. Yeah. If they want to be artists, great. Great, that'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I love I if my know. non-existent kids wanted to start a band. Yeah, if they want yeah. to do that, I'll help them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That'd be fun. But it's a hard life too. Yeah, it's not. I easy. don't want to tell them that though because I didn't know it was a hard life until after yeah. the fact. Right. You don't realize. You don't want them to go into it with like, oh, this is going to be hard. Because mm-hmm. the first few the first few years, you're just so excited that it's not that hard. You're just mm-hmm. running forward. Yeah. It, it only gets harder when you get older and you become mm-hmm. aware of like yeah. reality. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people would tell me like, don't go get into music. It's the worst career path ever. My advice to anyone out there that's listening that goes, I want to go into music mm-hmm. is do it, but go. Mm-hmm. and go all in, mm-hmm. gut check, do I want to do this for real? And mm-hmm. if I do want to do it for real, I got to go all in and then mm-hmm. just go all in because it will be hard no matter what. It's not as hard if you're all in and you just have no other options and you have to go forward. Mm-hmm. And right. I worked in the 90s, so I was working terrible jobs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just she did the not band. want. Yeah, literally working two jobs, paying the bills. Mm-hmm. We lived on our own. We moved out when we were young. Working jobs, bar backing, waiting tables. Worked in a, <laughs> a like unloading trucks at a at the at like a Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this stuff, like any job that I could have that I could keep long enough until I had to quit because we had a show and we couldn't work that weekend. And we'd always every three to six to nine months we were finding jobs. It was hard, but we didn't know it was hard at the time. We were just doing what we had to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't realize how hard it was. You're just running. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say to people, just start running. Yeah. It won't get hard until you've already made it. Yeah, right? Things definitely got harder once I had success. Which is a little bit of like a paradox. Yeah, that's so confusing. Like shouldn't it have... Be hard before. Yeah. And easy after. It was easy when I had nothing going on and I was just like running, 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 working these jobs in the studio, writing, no one cares, whatever. It got way harder when there's like some success. But like, don't you think it's in our brain that it's hard? Yeah. And that's the only place? Yeah. In our mind? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. We create our reality? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think so, too. Yeah. 
I could look around and go tell you how hard my life is. Mm -hmm. And you go, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my brain, it's so hard, but. Right? Yeah. I always think about that. Yeah. That's an interesting, that makes me feel better about a lot of things. I try to tell my kids that. I'm like, we live in the reality that we expect to be Mm -hmm. in. We find the evidence of the reality that we choose to be in Mm -hmm. all around us. Mm -hmm. So if we think the world is a good place, we'll find evidence of that all around us. If we think the world is a really hard place where nothing works out, we'll Mm -hmm. find evidence of that every day. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to be A-okay. Thank you. I'm excited for your for your new stuff. Oh my god, thank you. Me too. Tour, new music. Mm-hmm. So much new music. It's kind of exciting too because you're independent right now. Mm-hmm. Indie artist. But like you may not. You may you may do a label deal. Like you're you're going down the road. Maybe. Right. Yeah, we'll see. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure, I'm excited. Especially with a like coming off of a hit single. I love being, being with a label was great. Yeah, it's good. It's also good not to be. It's great not to be. I'm not with a label. Yeah. I love being independent also. I absolutely appreciate label teams uh, that work. They're the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have like great relationships out there with labels. Mm -hmm. But I really love being independent. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I'll ever be on a label again. Okay. Yeah. Being indie is fun. It, it really, I just, I think I was on a label so long in my career that like, I, like I'm in, I'm getting back all the time that mm-hmm. I didn't have to be independent now. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy the freedom of, of being independent. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even know, like, not, never say never, not to say I'll never work with another label again, because I absolutely think there are some killers out there mm-hmm. in label land that like are just champions. Mm-hmm. Um, but the right team really matters. I think when you're putting together a successful strategy mm-hmm. with the right team, that's when you win games. Mm-hmm. You can put together a good strategy with the wrong team and it just never clicks, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like when choosing a label, you have to just make sure you feel like the team you really believe in the team as much as they believe in you. Mm-hmm. And when that happens and it all clicks, it's great. But I am really enjoying my independence. I bet. Being independent is amazing. Yeah. I've spent most of my career independent. as an independent artist. And you'll likely go. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually also believe in, in sh- short-term deals. Yeah, definitely. I really do. I think mm-hmm. one-offs and stuff are the best. 100%. And if it works, do it again. Yeah, yeah. You can always re-up. But, yeah. like, you also – I think there's something about those deals that I I, I would – probably only ever do those deals mm-hmm. if I did yeah. another deal. 100%. I'm awesome. I can't wait to hear the new music. Oh, my God. I can't wait to show you. Thanks this, for coming. Thank you for having me. This was fun. You're awesome, Leah. So are you. See ya. <laughs> Bye. See ya, Leah. No bad times. I don't want no bad Thank you for listening to Artist Friendly. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll see you next time. This car only take premium gas. I love my engine. I'm smoking on gas, I'm smoking on piff, that's my kind 